Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Kitching with Jane King podcast, a podcast from parents to parents to help us teach the next generation about money, jive talking. First of all, it's a great song. And it is such an appropriate song for today's subject. Today's podcast brought to you by Wasabi Rabbit. Wasabi Rabbit is a veteran-owned digital marketing agency that provides brand, campaign, and user experience transformations that accelerate business growth. And with me as always, Kim Mustin, friend, mom, Wall Street executive. And Kim, welcome. Hello. Hello. I am so nervous about today's topic because I think there's a lot of like false stuff out in the media. I mean, particularly coming out of the political climate Mm -hmm. that we just went through in our election process. I know that half of that or more was bunk. So, and also coming out of uh, the holiday season where my kids want to point to everything on TV and believe that it actually does what the commercial says. Oh, so I yes. think today's topic is going to be really interesting yeah, for everyone. That's a very good point. And our guest today is Ellen Pollack, a former editor of Bloomberg Businessweek, also a former editor at the Wall Street Journal, longtime journalist. So welcome, Ellen. Thank so you. Good to Thank have you for you. having me. Okay, so Kim and Ellen, I have a little quiz for you guys today. I'm going to read some headlines that were on the internet. These are real headlines. Oh, boy. In the past six months, tell me if you think the story is fake or not. Okay, number one. President Obama signs executive order banning the Pledge of Allegiance in schools. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go true. True, okay. False. Ellen, it is false. Darn. It was <laughs> shared more than two million times, I probably by the way. shared that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, number two. Brace for this one. Woman arrested for defecating on boss after winning the lottery. False. <laughs> Although many people probably want to do that, I'm going to go false on that too. Absolutely false. Shared 1.7 million times on the internet. I may have okay. dreamed about that. <laughs> we all have a point think. in time or another. Okay. The Postal Service gives woman seven canaries to replace smashed package of dead birds it delivered before Christmas. Ooh. That, that seems like something nice that somebody should do if they... Killed your dead, your birds that were alive. So I'm going to go true on that. <laughs> what do you think? I am definitely voting false on that. It is true. Woo! That's true. It is true. Oh, I got one. Yes. Got that one wrong. She got her birds. Okay, number four. Pope Francis shocks the world, endorses Donald Trump for president. True, false. That one's false. It is false. I'm going to go false, too. That was one of the famous ones. But it was shared 961,000 times. Yikes. 
during the election. Okay, last one. Trump offering free one-way tickets to Africa and Mexico for those who want to leave America. Well, even if it was true, he probably reversed his opinion on it. So <laughs> I'm going to go false. Okay. What and do you think, I'm Ellen? going false again. False as well. Shared 102,000 times. These things were shared so much. So fake news got a lot of attention during the elections. Some say it may have impacted the results. One fake story about Hillary Clinton falsely running a child sex ring led to a man open fire at a Washington pizza parlor. Crazy. Ellen, what is going on? Part of what is going on is that anyone can publish so-called news now, and you can make money from it, and a lot of money, sometimes $10,000 a month. Some people make $30,000 a month doing it, and so it's a good way of making a living. It's a good way of disrupting things like the election. Some fake news is purely a money-making operation. Sometimes it's people trying to change the political or economic agenda. It, it varies. But it becomes harder and harder to figure out what is fake and what is not fake because there is so much on the internet and so much on social media, especially Facebook and Twitter. It is. And I do want to mention, you know, this is a podcast about kids and money, but I think there's a parallel here about just being, in general, having a healthy skepticism about the world. And what we read, I think, also translates to how we spend money and buy products and things like that as well. So kind of both go together. For sure. I mean... My kids will see an ad on TV and it will say that, you know, it makes it look like some little like furry creature does something. And I'm like, that will not do that on our floor. Right. I'm just going to tell you right now for 29 bucks, <laughs> yeah. not worth it. No. And but it's important to develop that kind of skepticism early, I think, because one of the sort of minefields that people face when they sort of confront their role in democracy is what is real. Because you're telling people it is your responsibility to make decisions. Your vote is a decision on how you want the country to run. Your understanding of economics and, uh, and government is important to how you vote and how you talk to your legislators. And if you don't know what's real and you don't know what isn't real, it's hard to be a responsible citizen. Possible to make decisions, really. I mean, yeah. if you don't know what's real and fake. So, Ellen, like there are certain media outlets that people sort of associate with either being more left wing or more right wing. But this fake news kind of comes from all pockets, right? Left and the right, as well as non-political groups as well. You talked about people wanting to drive an agenda. Can you, can you just say a little bit more about how we, like, this is not biased on one side or the other, but it's just sort of universal? Well, a lot of people who are doing it do not care about politics. They only care about making money. And what they figured out during this election cycle is that politics, especially politics involving Donald Trump, mm -hmm. sold ads, mm -hmm. sold ads through clicks. So one um, media outlet found that in Macedonia, in the Balkans, there were a hundred political sites directed at American voters. And the people there, when they went to interview the people there, and it was all kind of young men running these sites, they didn't care. But what they found was that anything about Trump, anything related to Trump's campaign, sold. They didn't care whether he won or not. They All they cared about 
was clicks. And some of those really amazing headlines came out of those roughly 100 sites. It's amazing. Well, being like a senior executive in, in financial journalism, how, I mean, how, do, how does this happen? It's happened because everybody has a platform. And there is some skepticism about the mainstream press, and there, there are reasons for that. And there, there are people who think the press is biased, either the right or the left. There's a feeling that the press are sort of cultural elites and that they're not listening to, to readers. And those are concerns of a lot of people, and that has undermined the credibility of you know, some of the organizations I've worked for. And it becomes sort of less important. Once you start questioning those organizations, it becomes sort of less important whether things have been proven or not because the debate becomes more emotional than factual-based. true. One problem with this situation, there's always been fake news, I mean, for the history of journalism. One problem we have today, though, is that when it gets shared, it goes to the top of Google search, it shows up more often, and that just makes it harder to combat. I mean, is there anything you can do about that or that Google or Facebook could do about that? I know they're making some steps, but you well, really do. You're right that once it becomes, once it starts getting spread on Twitter and Facebook, it's everywhere. And BuzzFeed did a survey and they found the top 50 fake stories on fake news sites. So it wasn't people making mistakes. It was sort of fake news sites. And the stories that they looked at had been shared over 21 million times. So they were everywhere. And Facebook has been trying to figure out what to do. And, and part of uh, the, the sort of idea behind Facebook was that it was supposed to be a platform for everybody. So it's a tough it's a tough decision for them on how to handle these things, but they've put together a coalition of organizations that's going to help them do some fact-checking, including ABC News and including the AP, and they're going to try to begin to clamp down on some of these obviously fake news sites. But it's tough because it gets everywhere. Yeah, and, and it's out there and spread before you even realize it's fake, and then you know by the time you do something about it, I mean, you kind of stop it, but it's kind of... It's like unringing a bell. It's already out there. It's the cat is out of the bag. Yeah. Now, are there ways lawsuits could stop this? Could somebody go after that, those people in Macedonia or in the United States? And If you are being libeled or slandered in fake news, you can theoretically sue. Those suits are very hard to win. But there's another thing that really prevents lawsuits, and that is called the Communications Decency Act, which was passed, I think, in the 90s, mostly to rein in uh, some pornography, et cetera. But there's one section that says that third parties like Facebook, like Google, cannot be held liable for what people put on their sites. So that means it's very hard to sue. And sometimes tracing these stories back to the originators is, is very difficult. Well, especially if they're overseas and... Yeah. And only some of them are overseas. Right. I mean, There's they're in the United States. They're, you know, people in There's the suburbs. Some of my own family, <laughs> I think, that repost this stuff. I, I've probably been guilty. Um, a recent uh, Stanford University study revealed that most middle school students can't tell the difference between a real and a fake news story. 82% of kids read sponsored content as the same as traditional news, a traditional news story. And many of the kids believed the story more if there was a photo attached, even though the photos weren't real. 
Um, I do the same thing kind of when I look at advertorials in magazines sometimes and I'm reading along and I get, I'm like really nodding at the content. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then I realize that it's sponsored content and that at least for me puts a little bit of a question mark in my mind as to whether or not, you know, this, this could be tilted in one way or another. I think one lesson from all this is that information is not easily attained and that checking really matters. And if you're telling your child, if you're explaining to your child that facts are really facts and that in real journalism, facts are checked and double-checked, I have to say, I was at the Wall Street Journal for many years, and, you know, we never put anything in, in the newspaper if we until we were absolutely sure that the fact was correct. And we would say where we got the information. So you could even look at it and tell that it was credible information. And the same kind of lessons go to decision-making about finance, decision-making about how you want to vote for politicians who are advocating a certain economic or financial agenda. If it's too easy... If it's, if it's not attributed, you have to actually ask yourself how this publication knew, whether it's about finance or whether it's about crime. And, and again, it's, it is all wrapped up with decision making, which comes down to financial decision making, investment decision making, and again, sort of civic responsibility that you have to realize that if the information is so easily attained, Maybe it isn't right. And I'm not surprised at this uh, Stanford uh, study because I know I have an 18-year-old, and she doesn't read the newspaper even though both of her parents are journalists. She's looking at websites, and it's very hard to tell a legitimate website from an, a website that just cropped up overnight. It is hard, and one way is to... Uh, look at what the URL is. One way is to do a spot check if there's a piece of news out there and it's the only place exactly. that it's yeah. that you'll find it. That may mean that it's not true. It's a big red flag. Well, journalism is supposed to be the first draft of history, so it's a little scary that especially you know twenty somethings are looking at this and not knowing whether they can trust the information or not. I mean. Future generations may be all confused about what really we were living through this time. Exactly. And again, as um, the sort of public discourse about news goes on and as uh, more fake news is spread, there's this uh, notion that really it doesn't matter. If you're reading a lot of fake news, you start to think maybe it doesn't matter. And especially if politicians are spreading fake news. And we've had examples of that in this, in, in this election. Um, President-elect Trump um, actually has retweeted things that turned out yeah. not to be... Now, Twitter's another place. There's correct. Yeah, stuff on there that... You can't trust. You can't always trust. And people retweet. I mean, he, he retweeted something about, about crime. It turned out the stats were completely wrong. And all he was doing was retweeting. And there was no way necessarily that he could have known. And he just, it just went out and had more credibility because he retweeted it. And this happens to all of us. We are on Twitter and it's late at night and we're retweeting all the time without necessarily thinking. So we become unwitting um, spreaders mm -hmm. of fake news sometimes. And if it's a really great story, other people are going to pick it up. 
So if, if it's fake and you only see it one place, that is a huge red flag that it's possibly not true, probably not true. Exactly. So. And also sometimes looking at the name of the website, this hadn't right. occurred to me. There was a fake uh, site that the URL was abcnews.com.co. Hmm. That is not the real ABC News. Yeah. yeah. So, well, here are some tips, actually, to spot fake news. So consider the source. If it's a media organization that you've heard of that's been around for a while, not that there aren't upstarts that are also legitimate as well, because that's certainly the case, um, but that is one clue. Uh, see if there's a byline. Some of these fake news stories had no byline, in other words, an author of uh, the article. Uh, go to the website of the official organization, see if they support whatever claims in the story, like FBI crime statistics. And just look to see if the story is outrageous, and that could be an indication that it's fake as well. So if it's just unbelievable, it probably didn't actually happen. So anything you want to add to that, Ellen? I think people should, again, be aware that new gathering news is very difficult, yeah. and it takes... Um, experience. It takes time. And it takes You got to wait for people to call you back and, you know. And, you know, one thing mm -hmm. about the traditional news sources, like the New York Times, like the Wall Street Journal, um, like my former publication, Bloomberg Business Week, and, and, and the networks, is that they ha came up through a tradition of news and they know how to check and double check, which does not mean that some of these upstart sites don't do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But you should ask questions about the sources yeah. always. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ellen, for joining us today and sharing your expertise on this. It's such an important subject that kids be just a little more skeptical about what they read and see out there. Now, our hashtag is Kids Kaching on all the socials. And thank you, as always, Kim. So we'll see you next time when we have some more fascinating interviews. And thank you, Rob Schulte, our producer, as well for joining us. And we'll catch you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.